What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Apartment 113 podcast, where we talk with cool folks in the cannabis and psychedelics industry to learn about their projects and celebrate their successes. My name is Rob Sanchez, and this is episode 43. We're joined today by the CEO of Metric, Michael Johnson. Metric is used as a state track and trace system across the U.S. for the industry. They track cultivation from mothers to clones, out through harvest, on into manufacturing, through the supply chain, before finally tracking that sale out to customers. Metric is a pivotal piece of the cannabis industry as we know it today. Find out more at www.metric.com and enjoy the show. Michael, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you on. Likewise, appreciate the opportunity to join. Yeah, definitely happy to happy to bring you on and, and dig into some some fun stuff in the space today, man. Um, metric is synonymous with compliance with cannabis, and it's just a a necessary part of the job and every arm of the business on the cannabis space. I think it's a pivotal piece. It's going to be great to get your feedback and and hear the story, man. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to share. Uh, excited to share what I can. Definitely, definitely been quite a quite a ride, and uh, and I would say Metric is certainly on a new trajectory, and um, and excited about what's to come. Yes, yeah. On the new trajectory side, I I listened to your speech at Benzinga Chicago recently, and I enjoyed kind of um, what I heard there for sure, um, with a, a focus on customers and maybe acknowledging where that customer base lies and, and things like that. I think plenty to get in on the metric side. At first, if we try to rewind the clock, um, how about your story? Um, you know, I know that you were appointed CEO in 2022, but you were in a CFO role at metric before that. Um, where, when did cannabis come into your life or how did you get introduced into the cannabis space way back when? Yeah, I'd say professionally metric was it. Um, I spent most of my career kind of on the finance side of software companies and um, really investing time into really figuring out how they tick. And ultimately, no matter what you do, whether it's you know, marketing or product, or if you're you know, somebody writing code, it all comes back at the end of the day to the dollars and cents. And so I had a really, <laughs> really great opportunity to be able to see how businesses, some really successful businesses, some businesses that maybe weren't as successful, um, how they were able to function uh, how they were able to 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 make strong pivots, um, how they were able to be flexible in a moving space, and and really nothing has been more uh, more moving or required more flexibility than my time in cannabis. Um, I live in Tampa, Florida, and it's not exactly Silicon Valley, although we're getting better from a tech hub perspective. Uh, but I came across um, I came across a company that was in uh, kind of the outskirts of the Tampa area in Lakeland, Florida called Metric and met the founder uh, who had really put put something together here that's sort of a 30-year-old startup. And so there's just not a lot of businesses that are based in Lakeland. Uh, there's certainly not a lot of businesses that are associated with cannabis that are based in Lakeland. 
and um, and really getting to know some of the folks that were part of the founding team of Metric uh, really highlighted the opportunity to, I think, do something more substantial than I think what's been happening in the very, very short tenure of the legal cannabis space in the United States. Um, I got I got more involved and I got more and more and more engaged. And um, they were in a position where they were kind of trying to keep up with the industry, like I think a lot of people in the industry have been and probably will continue to be for a while. Um, and they were working towards trying to find a really strong foundation and kind of get some of the some of the elements that are core to any business set up a little bit. And so I advised and helped get some folks into into some spots and help them sort of make some transitions that I think we're starting to recognize and appreciate the fruits of today. Um, as I got deeper into metric, I decided to join full time as the president and CFO, again, really with the primary focus of, of trying to help build some of the infrastructure within metric. And as we got deeper and deeper, the mission became very clear. And that mission to shift away from being just this sole um, the sole provider and subcontractor of the government to being proactive and re-engaging and redefining the definition of the word customer uh, really became really became the calling. And um, so we transitioned more. I was fortunate um, from the founders, most notably our, our operational founder Jeff Wells, to um, to push into this role because it's a different different vision than had been uh, that had been here in the past, and certainly something that I think was a long time overdue uh, if you're somebody in the industry, certainly. And um, and we've been making a number of changes and it really comes into defining the, the definition of the word customer. And for over a decade, that definition was very, very clear. It was the state and the regulators um, within the state. And now we've defined that as something, something further to third-party integrators, to licensees, uh, to folks that are uh, in other port, other portions of of the government, um, whether you're a regulator or somebody on on the outset, um, if you're uh, a financial institution that's trying to understand better how to how to enter the space or how to serve the space, if you're an insurance company that's trying to help or trying to get better understanding on on how to enter the space and how the business works, um, we've certainly been able to to provide a lot of that insight and partnership. Um, and we, we intend to continue to, and that's really the core focus of, of what I think the, the new metric is becoming synonymous with. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the financial background you had really helped to, to dive in at first, right? You really get your hands into things and, and kind of see the playing field. I've, once you've worked with a few different software companies in any role, it's, it starts to become a familiar game a little bit. There's always those nuances the different variables and players, but it's cool to hear you were able to dig in you know, initially from the finance side and, um, you know, eventually come on as the president even and, um, and direct operations there, dude. Um, as far as the, the old metric versus the new metric, I think everybody listening, the community is aware that there's some concerns about metric, but I think maybe it's, uh, somewhat justified and somewhat unjustified. It's, it's already hard to build software for your users. It, they always critique anything that you give them, no matter what, even if you listen to everything they say and build that, because what they want changes constantly. But then you have a state-required software or a mandated software, and I think those users tend to get more vocal and run into more roadblocks. The, um, the shift, though, 
in metric focusing on third-party integrators as well, I think starts to help those users as everyone's trying to build software to solve their problems. No one has quite done it perfectly. And, and there's, always, um, there's always a new problem or a roadblock or a new tax, a new change in a state that everyone has to play catch up with. And I think that's um, like kind of as you mentioned in this in the cannabis space, things are moving constantly. It's a changing landscape and living a year in cannabis is like four years in another industry, seeing all the changes there. So I think that um, it's it's hard to to shift a brand's focus. But I, I see I recognize from my perspective and kind of being involved in the software space you know, in hearing your speech there at Benzinga, I see the the steps in the right direction there. I definitely would give you kudos for that and and in acknowledging some of the gaps from the past. Also, it just takes time, right, to build a company and focus on, on everything. Um, how did that move go for you, really, from president to CEO? Um, was it a, a mission of yours that um, you kind of embarked on, or did the opportunity come... Um, with other variables. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't say that I was expecting it. That was, that was definitely a, a, a surprise. Um, but it was welcome. You know, I had a, I definitely kind of had to take a little bit of time to think, what would I do? How would I do it? And, um, and then we, we didn't have a whole lot of time because, uh, folks have had challenges with metric, uh, in general, you know, their, their time is valuable. And so we can't be sitting back and spending too much time trying to, trying to think about the next step when we, have some pretty obvious next steps right in front of us that we need to kind of grab. Uh, Definitely good one, perspective there. Yeah, the first one I think is is um, is just in the performance of the system. And so a lot of things in metric have historically taken a really long time. That's whether you're using the API as a third-party integrator or whether you're using metric um, as a as just a, a, a licensed user. Uh, and so we have this spinning wheel, which is, I think has become affectionately uh, referred to as the spinning wheel of death. And, and we, we get it. Um, I've been very frustrated by it. I take support calls, try and take them every week. Um, this week's a uh, holiday, but I try and take them every Friday. So it's on my calendar at three o'clock. I bet you that's a trip a little bit, stepping into the trenches and hearing like right from the customer, right? But valuable for sure. But these are, I mean, these are people trying to get their businesses, you know, some cases off the ground, other cases trying to keep their businesses afloat. You know, there's something that happened that's, weird or different, or maybe they're just new to it. And, you know, they, don't, they just don't know what to do. Um, we get a lot of questions, frankly, that have to do with regulation. That's the vast majority of my questions. Well, why is this like this? What is the rule? And if you think about it, most government agencies in, in any in any area, it's not like they have a help desk. You can't just call them and say like, well, can you explain all these rules to me? I mean, you can't call the, the DMV and ask like, well, why? Like, what exactly is the rule on the left? Like, is that you know, how, how many car lengths do I need to stay behind the car in front of me? I mean, we know these things exist. Um, we, most of us probably learned it in driver's ed, but that was the last time. And so you don't get back into it. And for a lot of folks, metric is their only liaison to kind of what the actual regulations are. Right. And so as a result, folks get frustrated and they say, well, why metric let me do this? It must be allowed. Well, that's, that's, on purpose, not how it is, right? Metric is not supposed to force you to be compliant. It's a, it's a tool that um, allows you to be compliant. Exactly. <laughs> um, that was always my go-to selling point as well in the software space. Like we are not a compliance application, but you can be compliant through proper use of the application. 
<laughs> now, I mean, in my, I, I certainly understand the state's perspective and there's some, there's some legal issues of having a system that forces you to do things in a very specific way. And, and I mean, you know, cannabis hasn't been legally grown for a whole lot more than a decade in this country. So it's not like people went to college to do it or like have refined the best processes uh, at least on the legal scale, you know, over over decades and decades, and it just hasn't happened. So I mean, the number of cultivations I've been to where I see something that happens exactly the same way as another one is probably measured in single digits. Um, folks do things differently. There's definitely, not to say there's not commonality, but... Um, Everyone has their special sauce, their kind of artisanal way or their unique order that they swear by. I think exactly. some you of know. it is actual process change. Sometimes it's it's more in the narrative <laughs> right. And you're and, and so if the system's too restrictive, that's a problem. Now, on the flip side, there's no way that you could possibly harvest negative plants. So should we restrict that? You know, and these are the conversations we have with with some of the states. And does this make sense? Is this what you want? Is this not what you want? Um, a lot of times we find out that a decision was made in terms of configuration of metric you know, years ago when with people that are no mm. longer are no longer there. Um, and so, so it's kind of dealing with the technical debt or like a, a software debt that amasses over time, right? Dealing with these different stakeholders. And I imagine a state entity is not the ideal stakeholder for one building software either. <laughs> there are many good things there, but it's also dealing with the state. <laughs> it's not just the, I mean, the state for the most part, our state, our state counterparts are wonderful people, but it's not them necessarily in terms of making a single decision because most states have a number of different uh, agencies that are, that are, you know, kind of um, like OMA in Oklahoma or right. so on um, and so forth. Yeah. OMA is going to have one part of it um, and they're going to have the majority of it, but there's a number of other things. I mean, you're, you get your local, uh, local law enforcement's going to have some thoughts and in OMA there is actually a situation right now where, you know, you actually have to be licensed uh, through a whole different agency in Oklahoma just to be able to be licensed by OMA. Uh, and so you have a whole, you've got a number of these different things where there, there could be multiple agencies that are engaged and they have very specific things that they need to see that sometimes are in conflict with what another part needs to see. And so you help, you help find the best solution. Um, again, they're trying to do, they're people too. They're not as much as I'm sure, you know, some folks in the space, you know, have, have some thoughts about, um, about their experiences with regulators. They're just people. I don't, I don't think anybody wakes up trying to mess up anybody's day. Um, yeah, sometimes there is this kind of prevailing thought that the regulators and that metric is out to get the cannabis industry. And I think it's definitely something I'm trying to diffuse with the show. I mean, with you coming on and talking about the focus, too, I think it's something that um, it's kind of unjustified. It's almost been unfairly placed on metrics shoulders that the whole cannabis industry has been working out its track and trace in general for the last half decade and you know it's easy to point the fingers i think and there's the saying right where you when you point a finger like all the other fingers are pointing back at you i think uh everyone is to blame right and it's a huge sure. problem to solve um but a noble one right it, the whole point is continuous improvement and trying to like get that feedback and um and make it better over time absolutely and i mean there's yeah, the industry's growing. I, I'm the first one to say that there's a number of, of things that I think Metric could have done differently over time. Um, you know, and, and for folks that have had challenges, like I, I'm genuinely sorry for that. But I also can't go back in time and fix those. What I can do is we can be super committed um, and also demonstrate that commitment with real results in the improvements in the platform, 
um, into reworking the platform such that it's more intuitive. Remember, it was built for the benefit of the regulators, not with the licensees' workflows in mind all of the time. And so, as we kind of shift some of those some of those workflows and we shift the UX a bit, um, we're we're definitely trying to support that. Um, we're also trying to support our relationship with third-party integrators because while Metric is not uh, a, a traditional ERP, a lot of people use Metric as their core ERP and augment it with pen and yes. paper or Google Sheets and Excel. Sometimes it makes me a little a little uncomfortable as an accounting person. <laughs> kind of on the edge there. <laughs> yeah, um, but there are a lot of great tools out there that um, that are wonderful partners. Um, Metric is for for all of its warts, it is a it is a very stable database. And so that database and that repository of your data uh, is is certainly an excellent foundation. And, and Rob, you as a as a as a tech guy, I'm sure can appreciate that it's there's a consistency behind it and there's a reliability behind it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think um, like a SQL database or like any well maintained database, as long as you know the gaps to step over, that data is at your fingertips, and the API is there to help you from an integrated perspective. I think learning metric initially was a little difficult, even coming to V1 as a cultivator. And we're talking in 2017 now, so it's been many changes. Um, it was a little hard at first to understand, okay, I know how to cultivate and I know how to make hash and do this stuff. Where, like, what is a plant batch? You know, what is a production batch of for a package versus a non-production batch? Some of those questions were like asking the DMV, you know. When you say I have to put on the blinker two car lengths, are you talking about a, a Prius car or, you know, a limo? You know, there's some of those questions that even the regulators writing probably didn't read into it to the level that the operators and people trying to follow those regulations are. But now with Connect coming out this year, I will say that the process has been very smooth as an integrator and that it's always been smooth to get the data you want if you need it. Um, I haven't had any issues with offline metric. The biggest complaint I have has been resolved by V2, and that is sending back IDs in the responses. For third-party integrators in the old days, they'd have to run get calls by 24-hour increments. In V2, when you make a sale or a new package, that ID just comes back right away, and um, the whole cannabis industry is cheering there, even if they don't know that they should be, because there's great strides in how software can respond now, getting the ID back immediately, and how data can be cached. There's a lot of improvements that are kind of in the making as integrators try to get Connect enabled. So I think um, I've seen the improvements on that side as well, and um, introducing webhooks should be a good, a good change is for those who want to listen to events rather than constantly ping and find them. So it's uh, uh, definitely a welcome change, I think, as an integrator. And I think it's kind of a trickle down effect where you guys have made that pivot and I'm seeing it now on the API side, talking with the connect team. It seems like now it has to get through a little more into the industry to where the operators are really appreciating that um, and seeing it more. And I mean, to be honest, on one hand, a well-run inventory management system is a quiet one, mm -hmm. is one that's not, it's not raising a lot of problems. People don't know it's better because it's working. And, uh, and it's doing the job. So I think it's maybe even something that people won't be welcome to or be willing to give praise for. But I think that the um, improvements just from what I've seen are hand over fist there. And the process to get integrated as well. Um, 
I filled out a ton of those evaluation worksheets for the same integrator that uh, may or may not have been a complete waste of time because they were exactly the same. So the new process has um, saved me a ton of time as well as my clients on that front. That's great but to it, hear. That's it's got to be interesting to see that as a product, man. Um, when it comes to that shift and giving your speech in Benzinga, kind of changing with Connect, is that a full company initiative or is it being driven more from your product team? Or um, I guess, could you explain more how you go about shifting a corporate structure or making changes to a brand like that? Um, yeah, it's, it has to be everybody or it's not going to work. You can't just shift one one part of the organization. So we are a customer experience business. People ask, well, what, what is Metric? Metric's a customer experience business um, that specializes in regulatory compliance technology. We're a customer experience business, and we say it over and over and over again. Uh, and that's just not how it was. That's not how a lot of software companies work. Um, yeah, it's kind of coming with the ch everyone has to learn every industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's a weird thing because you're like, wait, really? Because it's not like it's just software, and it, but it is. It needs to be a customer experience uh, business. It needs to be a customer. It needs to have an, a customer experience. Like to to your point, quiet is is actually better. Like nobody's hanging out the DMV on on Saturday afternoon, um, and that's okay for me, right? I don't I don't need you to necessarily think this is the only software tool I want to use for the rest of my life. But I, I certainly don't want anybody to have to have to you know have a bad day as a result of what we're doing and so it should be reliable we like that I'm probably the only company i can think of that would like uh to to like find a way to market in a way that our, our name is used less um <laughs> that that just means it's working and so uh it's got to be a whole company-wide thing we 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 certainly brought in a number of different leaders um new product leaders that share the vision new technology leaders that share the vision even some of the some of the legacy guys that stuck around because a lot didn't a lot are like no this isn't like we we had a good thing going and um and so it definitely takes takes a little bit of uh, a practice to be able to try and go over the vision over and over and over again with some folks but i mean some of the folks that stuck around are have been here for a long time they get it they understand it they they've, they've done amazing things um we also brought in and created a new function for customer experience and so a lot of folks had a bad experience when they're trying to reach out to support. Maybe they didn't hear something back on, even on the call, maybe just phone just rang and rang and rang. Maybe they never heard anything back. That's just not really acceptable. So we implemented all new systems, including a phone system. Um, we implemented uh, a new, a new uh, help desk uh, internal tool. And then we also implemented a tool that facilitates uh, our ability to do like kind, kind of this constant closed loop um, feedback uh, kind of uh, there's surveys, there's other things to it in terms of what people's experiences are. Uh, we just started that all in September. So we launched that suite of tools on August 14th as part of our new customer experience function. Um, and it, it's, awesome. it's because we care. Um, we also uh, have tripled the number of folks that we have in the different states. So we have folks on site and they used to be called program managers and, and these programs are that's typically state vernacular in terms of like this is the this is our cannabis program and so we had folks that helped manage that program at least from our perspective with them uh, we shift we shift not only what they're called but also what they do so now they're customer success managers um, they're boots on the ground so that if somebody's having a bad time in Oregon we've got folks that are in Oregon like hey like I need help this doesn't make sense I'm struggling like, please come help like 
we got people in Oregon, they can be there. I mean, Oregon's a pretty big state, so it might not be the right. easiest. <laughs> but they at least but, are familiar with the Oregon uh, regs and, and compliance steps there. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. that's beautiful. And they can help. So, I mean, it, metric has definitely gained a reputation of being a bit of a black box and the easiest thing I can do, um, even, even easier than, than some of the software tweaks is just is being open, communicative, and easy to find. And uh, we've, we've definitely definitely made that shift. Folks buy into it. Uh, we did some events that we called user exchanges this year, where we uh, had in four, four of our states, uh, we had events that ended up being attended by 75 to 100 licensees. Um, it was half day. Um, I think it was mostly in like a hotel. It's the only place you find these sort of ballrooms or large enough conference space for, for that number of folks. Um, shared them a little bit about what the new metric will be, broke them out into different types of um, types of licensees. So you know, retailers are in one spot. They're able to um, they're able to get questions answered. They're able to meet folks from metric. They're able to I meet see. other folks in the business um, and, and grow together. We also invited some integrators that um, that have been you know, really helpful um, because again, it's about the customer experience. You're going to have the best experience generally in finding the best tools to support you. And I'm under no illusions that Metric will be the only tool for most folks. Yes, that's some solid product management theory going on right there mm -hmm. under the surface, man. Shout out to David over there. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, that's awesome. Splitting up the personas, getting the customer feedback. And really treating your product as a job to be done. There's this theory of jobs to be done that like really you build something even in software for your customer to accomplish a job. They're hiring you for that job and kind of understanding why different personas want the same job completed or what the the nuances are in there is like the, the people game inside product management that's... Um, eternally changing. It's, it's definitely fun there. And it seems like you guys have a good process worked out to get that to get that feedback formulated and kind of put it in the funnel and distill out changes, right? Um, and much easier said than done to have a modern software product management approach there. It's, that's great. <laughs> it's important. I mean, that's that's yeah. what, that's the crit most critical part of the customer experience, uh, the longest lasting one. Right, and kind of that going where the work is as well is kind of that like Kanban, like agile kind of perspective is just really understanding really like where is that line met, right? Where's our front lines and how are people interpreting the software? I think it's, um, that's wonderful. A lot of companies could take a page or a whole chapter out of that book, I think. Um, and something else you mentioned was distilling the vision down through the company and reiterating that again and again. Um, as, a, as a leader for Metric, is there, are there certain processes you use to um, remind people of the vision or to keep the vision clear? Um, it could be, I guess, as simple as just restating the vision or keeping it visible. I don't, I didn't know if you had any tips or tricks for that. Yeah, I, so I do a lot. I think that's that's my core responsibility of of anything else. Above all else is is being kind of the shepherd of the vision. And so our our founder and and former CEO uh, Jeff Wells is actually our chief vision officer. And so he's he's super engaged, even though he's been been doing it for a long time, um, trying to trying to to really emphasize the vision. And so we. We lead just about every meeting with a reminder of what we're doing um, in terms of in terms of focus on the customer. Um, we implemented new values uh, about two years ago. Um, those five values really pull together um, all elements of what we're doing for each other and ultimately to get to that mission. 
And then values, a lot of times people will implement values and they kind of get thrown away because um, they don't necessarily fit or they're just like, well, we have to have them. Um, because there, there's sometimes some gaps in terms of how you truly kind of act on those values. And so we have 13 separate leadership principles um, that are a little bit more specific okay, interesting. in terms of how you, in terms of like, I need a little bit more direction. Like I have this situation, what am I doing? Um, so we get deeper in that. And then further as myself as kind of the bullhorn, um, you know, we, we have things that a lot of people have like, uh, you know, quarterly town halls. We also do periodic surveys. So we'll do semi-annual surveys that are a little bit bigger for employees. Um, and then we'll do pulse surveys kind of in, in the in-between period. Uh, and then the way the tool that we use works is that it's totally anonymous, but moreover, um, all of the all of the comments are able to be responded to. So to give you an example, like in June, our last semi-annual survey, um, which is mid-year, there was 580 comments. And so I could respond to each and every one of those. Um, I responded to 562 of the 580. And so sorry like, to you so, eight people that didn't didn't make it. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, kidding. we had other we had other people. There was a question that was very specific to um, to something that was happening in HR, and I couldn't really answer that. And so it was in their court. Yeah, they got to that. Um, no, I do that, quarterly. That AMAs. is awesome, though. I do. Uh, so it's like we just had a quarterly AMA on Friday, and so like whatever questions anybody wants, um, and then I meet with every employee that wants to meet with me twice a year at least in um, what we call small group sessions. So there's a handful handful of uh, of matricians, as we call our employees, a handful of matricians, uh, and I noon Eastern for an hour. Um, we like, it's kind of a lunch, lunch thing together. Um, especially cause we're mostly remote. So that's helpful for folks. So they're not just always good to day. connect, kind mm -hmm. of have that office experience. Um, yeah. but remotely <laughs> nice dude. It sounds are. like yeah, we're, we're deep into it. Um, and we're going to keep being deep into it. And that's just what I do. But that like, that gets even deeper when you talk to other folks on the leadership team down your chain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, man. No, definitely a, um, a hard task to, to keep the vision on point and to distill that vision down through a hierarchy, making sure new employees, old employees, right. It's always a battle on that front. And, yeah. um, and it is the chief indicator of culture. So, I mean, right, you know, you control your vision, you control your culture. I think it's, it's awesome to see happening on that scale. How many employees is Metric at at this point? We're at, um, right at 200 now, which is wonderful. So we had like a lot of companies that are growing. We had a lot of contractors and, you know, kind of folks that were, you know, filling in for different things. And we've been able to convert. I don't think our net headcount's grown that much, um, but we've been able to convert folks full time. We just we find that that helps. Um, mm -hmm. We find the, the kind of shift in approach um, is ends up being a little bit more effective for us. We have less turnover. Um, folks have better experiences. We think it strengthens our culture. So it's um, it's pretty meaningful. Uh, it also helped us to get pretty specific in terms of the skills that we were looking for and bringing in folks that, um, that really aligned with the overall vision of creating the best customer experience. Right. Right person for the right seat. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, with with uh, with BizCon coming around the corner, uh, will you guys be having a booth there again? I think I I stopped by the booth last year and had a few conversations. Yeah, we will. It was um, I was frankly shocked last year. Uh, so last year is the first time that Metric had attended. Um, you never know how it's going to go. I definitely had all different sorts of conversations with folks in my time here, <laughs> uh, but for the most part, it was really positive. It was uh, there was a lot of people. 
um, that have questions or um, ideas or comments or what have you. So we have, uh, we have, we have a similar, similar structure. We actually didn't nice. have enough meeting space for folks um, that wanted to sit down and like spend time with somebody. So we have like a reconfigured, I guess it's called a booth or, or what have you um, set up so that we can have a little bit more time with folks. Um, it's important. So I'm there every day. Hey, awesome, man. Yeah, looking forward to, to touch and base with you guys again and for folks to all come down for BizCon. Part of the culture, but I think also just unique for cannabis or unique for any industry. It's quite a, it's quite a conference that continues to grow. <laughs> it's massive. It is massive. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Michael. Well, thank you for coming on the show today, man. I'm, I'll definitely stop by and say hello here in, uh, at MJ BizCon coming up. Um, in the meantime, where can our listeners either connect with you or learn more about Metric? Yeah, feel free to connect with me directly. I'm not um, not like super big in social, but I'm certainly on LinkedIn. Uh, Metric uh, also available. Um, metric.com. You can reach me. Uh, feel free to email me at any point. Michael.Johnson at metric.com. Um, I'm not hard to find. Uh, happy to connect with anybody. And um, anything you got, any challenges, any ideas, anything we can do to create a better experience for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. Hey, excellent, man. Thank you again for the conversation and uh, thanks for keeping us compliant in, in so many states. <laughs> Likewise, appreciate the time. Yeah, see you. Thank you for listening to the Apartment 113 podcast. For more information about the show, along with our services and courses, visit apt113.com. We offer cannabis software product management, cannabis education courses, and freelance writing. With over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry, Apartment 113 is here to help.